Okay, we are in Daf Kuf Nun, Kuf Nun Aleph Amun Aleph. We're starting with Daf Kuf Nun Amun Beis, the second to last line, the second word on the beginning of the line. We said in the Mishnah, we said in the Mishnah, Kolam Arba Shol Kol Shani etc. He said, look, anything that I can that I can talk about this, tell somebody to do on Shabbos, I can also inch up to the ed, to the Tchum uh, just before dark on Shabbos to do it after Shabbos. So now he said, he, so he said, Abashalahai, what's Abashal referring to? Which halacha? He's drawing a general principle. What is he drawing a general principle from? If he says he's talking about the Reisha, where it said what? A person can't inch up to the Tchum on Shabbos just before dark in order to be able to hire workers after Shabbos or in order to be able to uh, bring back uh, the produce uh, on Shabbos, after Shabbos. He says, he says, what do you mean? How can it be? That if that's where he's drawing the principle from, the principle he's drawing is backwards. Why is that? Because look, the first halach is telling me things that I cannot do, and then he, then he says, anything that I'm allowed to, anything I'm allowed to say, I'm also allowed to inch up to the tchum on Shabbos, it shouldn't be the other way. He should, if he's drawing a general principle, he should be drawing a negative principle, not a positive one. He should be saying, anything that I'm not allowed to say on Shabbos, I'm not allowed to inch up to in order to do me by That's what he should have said. Just like I can't tell somebody to hire workers on Shabbos, I can't hire workers on Shabbos, I can't, say, I can't tell somebody to hire workers on Shabbos, I can't go up to the edge of the Tchum in order to hire workers. Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't make sense that Abishol is referring to the first law. Ella, what's the possibility? I say, for quite must be going the latter, on the latter halacha the Mishnah, where it says, a guy can inch up in order to, in order to guard his produce after Shabbos, okay, and, and and once he did that, he could even bring back the fruits by hand. Then why did he, why is he why is he saying everything that everything that I'm allowed to say I'm allowed to inch up for? What do you mean? He should say everything I'm allowed to inch up for. I'm allowed to say we violate why? Because if you you have to how do you draw a principle? If I see what's in front of me, then I extend the principle further. So had the had the Tanakhama said I'm allowed to say certain things, he could say oh, everything I'm allowed to say. I'm allowed to inch up for it. But since the Tanakhama is talking about I'm allowed to inch up for he should be learning from the fact that I can inch up for it, I'm allowed to say it. Therefore, how is he learning it backwards? The answer is no, since we don't know. And here's what it is. Now, we have to explain it like this. Remember that there are, there are some things you're allowed, I'm allowed to, we're going to see, there, there, the Tanakhama did something strange. He said that I can inch up to do something that I could say, that not only can I say to somebody, do it after Shabbos. It's something I could say to somebody, do on Shabbos. I could tell somebody, guard, guard my produce on Shabbos, or I'll guard produce on Shabbos. Okay, but I can't, but if I say to somebody, for example, other things, I can, there are other things that I can only say to a person to do after Shabbos. For example, taking care of the needs of a kala, or taking care of the needs of a, of a corpse. So those things I could say to a person on Shabbos to do them after Shabbos. So now the real problem is that that that, that Abishol is going to be challenging challenging the Tanakama, who only said well, that I could inch up to do things that I could say to somebody to do on Shabbos. And he said, listen, you should be saying you can inch up on Shabbos to do things that you could tell somebody to do after Shabbos. Also, why'd you limit it to the, to the, to the ones that you can only tell them to do on Shabbos? You should, you should extend it, even, it should be even things that I can tell them to do after Shabbos. So that's what he's saying. The Olam HaSefer Koi. So Abishol is really 
really is really challenging the Tanakama, who only allowed us to inch up for things that we could tell somebody to do on Shabbos and not to tell not in order not and didn't allow us to inch up to do to do things that we can only tell a person to do after Shabbos because inching up is stronger than what than go actually going to the end of the chumah is a stronger action than speaking. speaking about the following. A guy could say to his friend on Shabbos, "Listen, you guard my payros in your trim, in, in your domain where I can't, in your in your area where I can't be outside of my outside of my outside of my trim, and you can you and I'll watch your payros inside of my trim." So Abishol was saying to the Tanakama. Don't you agree with me that what that I can say to a person that it's I'm allowed to say to a person you go I'll, I'll guard my 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 produce in your trim and I'll guard your pro, I'll guard your uh, your 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 produce in my trim so therefore what and therefore and that's why you're allowing a person to inch up to the end of the Tchum to do that on Shabbos, to inch up the Tchum on Shabbos in order to be able to guard afterwards. Now, Ema, he says, one second, he says, why, are, why, why, why don't you make it, for, why don't you make it, you extend it further? Why don't you say, you should be saying, no, everything I'm allowed to say on Shabbos, not only this once that I can say to do on Shabbos, everything I'm allowed to say on Shabbos, even the things that I'm allowed to say on Shabbos to tell a person to do after Shabbos, I'm allowed to go up to the Tchum, even for that, I'm allowed to go up to the edge of the Tchum on Shabbos for the sake of doing it after Shabbos. And what is it? No, it's what is the rule going to come to teach us the following? Like, like we learned. I can't inch up to the Tchum on Shabbos in order to what? In order to bring back the animal that's outside the Tchum after, after Shabbos because it's Let's say it was outside of the Tchum. I can't call it and let it come. And Abishol gave a general rule. Here it is. Anything I'm allowed to say on Shabbos, even what I'm allowed to tell somebody, even only something I'm allowed to tell them to do after Shabbos, until after Shabbos, I'm allowed to inch up for that. And I'm allowed to inch up to the Chum in order to afterwards to go and do something, uh, to, to, uh, to, to do something that I'm not, that, 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 I can only, that I can only do after Shabbos, for example, like that it would be breaking the Shabbos for the Kala, like cutting the Hadas, or things over here, or cutting the tachrichim, cutting the shrouds for the mace, which you don't only do after Shabbos, to bring him a tachrichim, to bring him a, 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 to bring his um, um, coffin, or his shrouds, even a thing that would be breaking Shabbos. We, we have, so he's saying what I, so Abishol's telling, as opposed to the Tanakhama only allows you to inch up for things that you could say to somebody to do on Shabbos, but not things you can say to a person that they can do after Shabbos, that no. He says, furthermore, I can say to one, I can tell a person, I can tell a person, go to a certain place to go and buy those shrouds, etc. If you don't find it in that place, bring it from another place. Okay, if you don't find it for 100, bring it for 200. He says, no, that far you can't go. He said, you can't speak about the price of, of what you're buying. That you don't do. You don't say 100 and 200. Okay. So that was, so that was really what he said to them. That was the machlokas of the Tanakama and Abishol. Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah. Remember, we, we, we already quoted this before. You're allowed to inch up to the edge of the Chum on Shabbos in order to, after Shabbos, in order to go do things you need to do for a bride or for a corpse after Shabbos, to bring him 
a coffin and shrouds. What if a guy brought flutes that they used to they used to uh, eulogize a corpse? Israel. Now, a Jew, if, 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 the, if the guy brought it from outside of the of the tchum, outside of the uh, outside of the domain that you can go on Shabbos. Um, or the area, then you can never use it after that. Since it was specifically for a Jew, you can never use it in order to eulogize a, the Jew. The only way you're allowed to do it is, is if it came from within the Tchum. Now, we're going to have to see what that means. How do we know that it came, that it came from within the Tchum? Now, let's say the guy made, made, made himself a, a coffin. Or he, or he dug or he dug a grave. He wants to sell these things, and it's not 100% clear. He covered by Israel. So then a Jewish people can be buried in, in, in that grave or in that coffin. In But if he made it for the Jewish person, then it's good. If he made it clearly for the Jewish person, then the, the person can never be buried in it forever. Now the Gemara says, You said, oh, if they brought the flutes, it can only be if it came from a close place, from inside the border. So inside the Tchum, inside the 2,000 Amas. I, Rav says it has to literally be from that close place. In other words, you have to know for sure that it came from, we, we mean literally that it came from within the 2,000. You know for sure you saw it in the guy's house on Shabbos that it was within 2,000 Amas. So Shmuel says, no, you don't need to have that much. As long as, as, long as we're in doubt that maybe, that it, maybe it came from right outside the city wall within the 2,000 Amas, that's enough. In other words, according to Rob, you have to have proof positive that was in the Tchum, otherwise you can't use it. And according to Shmuel, no, as long as you don't know that it didn't, that it came from outside the Tchum, as long as it could have come from inside the Tchum, that's good enough. And it, it, that's good uh-huh. enough. It could, have been, it could have been for a non-Jew. It, pardon me, it could have been from inside the Tchum, and therefore you're allowed to use our Mishnah actually the, the implication of our Mishnah is actually like Shmuel that if you're only in doubt it's good enough why? so this guy he, he, he made himself a coffin or he made a, or he made a grave okay? and since what? we don't know it was, maybe it was for a Jew maybe for a non-Jew and we said what? that the Jew can be buried in it so you see as long as there's a doubt whether it was made for a Jew or a non-Jew that the, the, then, the, then the Jew can be buried in it it's good enough. Hachanami here too. Here also, whether it's a if we don't know whether it came out of the two thousand amma um, area or not, it's good enough. As long as it could have come within two thousand ammas, it's fine. But the Rav. It really says Tani, but really it's a Mishnah. We learn the Mishnah that supports Rav that what they have to know for sure that it came from within the two thousand ammas because we learn. If there was a city, a town where the Jews and non-Jews live, and the bathhouse is open on Shabbos, im rovna. I mean, our problem is now we want to be able to use the hot water right after Shabbos. We don't know that they, that they heat the water on Shabbos for the Jews, or heat the water on Shabbos for the non-Jew. Okay, im rovna chrim, im rovna chrim. Okay, if mo- if most of, if if most of the people are what non-Jews, then the Jewish person can go into the bath immediately on, on uh, after Shabbos. Why? Because we can because we, we because we assume it was, it was heated for the non-Jews. If the majority are Jews, yamtin. Then he has the majority of Jews, and we're afraid that the non-Jews. Uh, that the non-Jews did it for the Jews, and even though we said before that when it was done for the Jew, you can't use it forever, here, even when it was done, but it's not 100% directly clear, even though we assume it was done for the Jews, but he's still allowed to use it, but he can't get the benefit of having them having heated it on Shabbos. He has to wait at least until after, if there was enough time after Shabbos for it to have been heated. What about Mechzal Mechzal? What if it was 50-50 Jews, non-Jews? The answer is, and he has to wait 
until the amount of time it would have taken to heat the hot water. So you see a support, you see, you see clearly a support for Rav, that when we're in doubt, 50-50, that you have to be machir, you say, oh, in doubt, it's not good enough. You have to know for sure it wasn't for the Jews. So therefore what? You see a support for Rav. About the same point that Yehuda Amir said about the bathhouse problem, if there's a small bath, okay, a small bath, uh, and and uh, there's good reason to believe that it was heated after Shabbos. If there's if there's a very uh, a very uh, um, uh, honored honor a, a very uh, a very important non-Jew in it, okay, then even if it's the majority of Jew, a majority of the city is Jews, you can okay you can use it immediately. What does that mean? Why is that? Because we're going to assume that they heated it for that guy after Shabbos. My uh, pardon me, we assume that he for that guy even after even after Shabbos. What do you mean? My Rishus, what do you mean he's an important guy? For example, it's talking If there's a person there's a very important person who had, he has ten slaves, he has ten servants, he has ten, he has ten servants who can, who can heat up ten tubs for him, if he, no, it's, and he, he, he has ten servants to heat up ten tubs of hot water to pour into the to pour into this small this small bath. Then you can go immediately, why? Because we can assume, we can, we can assume, uh, um, we can assume that they heated up for this guy after heated up for this guy uh, after Shabbos. Okay, but the main point is we saw here clearly it was 50-50. We saw like Rob that when you, when you don't have positive proof that it wasn't for the Jew, we have to assume it was for the Jew and it's forbidden. Also, we said the guy made himself a, a, a coffin. He may, or he, or he, or he, um, or, the, or, or he dug, uh, dug a grave, etc. So when says, wait a minute, so according to Rob, he should be, according to Rav, how come we're allowed to bury the Jew in it when the non-Jew did it in this nondescript way? I, according to Rav, since it's doubtful, maybe it was done for a Jew. He should, he should, he should, he should have to at least wait long enough to have been to to uh, to, to have made the coffin or to have or to have dug the grave. I'll tell you why, because if the grave is on a highway, Jews don't Jews don't bury out the main street on the main road. Tinach okay, that makes sense according to the grave. Or Michael, we're going to say about the coffin. It could have been made for the Jew. Um, and according to Rav, that should be enough reason. He should at least wait till after Shabbos long enough to make the long enough to make the grave. Then long enough to make the coffin. says, No, it's with the same way that the grave was on the public public road. Also, the coffin was on the grave on the public road. Mishnah, we learn further. We can do everything we need to do to stop the the, the corpse on Shabbos from decomposing. But we can't we can't move anything in the court because he's muksa. But what we can do is the following: Sachim, we can we can anoint it with oil. Madichinoso, we can we can rinse it with water. But he shouldn't. He cannot move any limb, not even the eyelids of the of the corpse, because that's muksa. You're not allowed to do it. Shem tadis takami tachta, and I can. And one of the things you can do in order to stop the body from decomposing from the heat of the cushion under it, you can slip the cushion out from under it, and you can, and, and by just pulling out the, the mattress, you can now let him automatically be laying on the sand to cool him off, so he shouldn't decompose. Furthermore, bishvil shiyamtin. What's bishvil shiyamtin? It means that he should, that, that that the it means that the that the sand should keep him moist. Are you saying? Or the main point is what that he doesn't that he doesn't get. He's not going to. Uh, rot from the heat of the of the uh, of the uh, cushions. Koshri and Now, 
when a person dies, the, what happens is the, the, the jaw opens and it, and it gets stuck open. So it's not. So they want to make the, they want to, what they want to do is they don't want to, they don't want it to open. But the problem is that the jaw is also mitzvah. So what can you do? So we can toshnes alecha. We can tie up the jaw. Lo I can't tie it to now to, to make it go back up to its original position because it's mitzvah. Ella shelo yosef. I can tie it in such a way that it shouldn't continue gaping. It shouldn't continue opening. That I'm allowed to do. Similarly, it's not this for the same reason when it comes to let's say there's a beam that's broken. I can't fix a beam that's building on Shabbos, but I can do in a, I can I can stop the beam from breaking further in the similar way that I did the jaw. The problem with the beam though is building. The chain koro when the, when the beam is cracking, shenishbra it broke. I can take a utensil like a bench, okay? Oh baruka samito or the sides of a bed, okay? And I can uh, okay and I can support the beam. Lo I can't stick it under the beam in order to raise the beam. Why? Because that's going to be building, okay? El shalotosi, but I can support it in such a way that it doesn't continue sagging and, and break further. Says the Gemara, how can you tell me what? That I'm allowed to put water on the on the corpse. I'm allowed to oil the corpse in order to stop it from decomposing. I'm going to show you that you're not allowed to put oil or water on a thing that's mutzah. It didn't happen once with a student It's one time with Shabbos, right? Mayor's going to the bathhouse. Either just passing through or to use cold water. Whatever the story was, and the student wanted to wanted to rinse the floor, which was a stone floor. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to rinse the floor. He wanted he wanted to put oil on the floor for him. He says we don't he says we don't we don't we don't put oil on the floor on Shabbos. So what's the reason? Because so and we're assuming it must be what must be you can't oil or put water on this on this floor which is. Mutza, so you think it's the same thing over here. You can't oil, or put, you can't oil or put water on the corpse. Where it says, no, 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 that's not the problem at all. The problem was not that you can't put oil or water on something mutza. You can over there. The problem is something else. They're afraid that they're afraid that if you remember that not all their floors were paved. So we're afraid over there. If you put oil or water onto the onto the paved floor, you're going to put oil or water onto a dirt floor, and that's a problem. But bona, oh, you're going to you're going to you're going to fill up the holes. You're going to you're going to that, that by by oiling or watering the floor, you're going to end up straightening out the holes, and that's called building. On Shabbos. Let's read that. No, the reason he stopped in there because one floor for another people mix up. So if I let you put oil or water on the stone floor, you put oil or water on the dirt floor. Nobody's going to mix up a corpse with a dirt floor. Nobody's going to think because I put water on the corpse. So I put oil on the corpse. So I can put water or oil on a dirt floor. Gemara says, what we said in the Mishnah, we can do kol tzorchemes, we can do everything that's necessary to take care of the corpse. Kol yimai. what is the word everything coming to include? Yeah, word everything, means even this. What is that? They tell you, the Tanah Rabbana, it's coming to include what, what the rabbis taught us, what we learned in the Baisa, maybe even clay maker, you can bring cooling utensils, like glass utensils, or clay matros, or, or metal utensils, and menichan al so you can put it onto the stomach of the corpse, kadei shalot tafoch, in order that it shouldn't swell up. After a person dies, the, the body fills up, and the, 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 the belly, uh, the belly uh, swells up. Opokian as the cover. Furthermore, what we can do, we can plug up the orifices of the of the uh, of the uh, of the body. look the So again, so that the air doesn't go into it and also causes the body to swell. Shlomo has a long, this whole set of psukim that, that talk about old age and death and what happens, and they're going to show you that in the psukim of Shlomo describing the death. It's going to show you that the belly swells up. That's what he's going to show you from the psukim. 
as it says, actually, actually, you are the chavla He made a whole. He made a whole comparison of the corpse of the corpse uh, of the body dying and the and, and the disintegrate decomposing like the like the like the apparatus of a well breaking down that used to take the water up. Actually, you take chavla You should uh, here do what you're supposed to before the silver cord uh, snaps. Zechuta shidra. That's talking about the person's. That's talking about the person's. Uh, um, uh, spinal cord, okay. But tarot's gula sazog, and the and the golden bowl will be smashed. Zuama, that's a person's uh, private part, okay. But tishaver karalam abua, and the and the pitcher is going to break on the on the fountain. Zakaris, that's talking about the stomachs. That's what we referred to before. We said the stomach swells up and bursts. Benaret zagagalavar, and we said that the wheel also is smashed by the pit. Zeperish, that's talking about the excrement. Uh, in, in a person that eventually it, 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 it falls into the person's mouth, as we'll see. V'cheinu Omer, it says, you know, the stomach, bur- the stomach goes up and it goes back into the mouth. Uh, it, it returns up, go, goes up to the mouth. V'cheinu Omer, it says, And so it says, I'll, I'll spread out excrement on your face, the excrement of your holidays. What do you mean the excrement of your holidays? That's like people well, they just they, they instead of instead of involving themselves in the Torah, they make all the days days of holidays, just having a good time. And what happens is that the that in the end that the that the excrement falls back onto their excrement falls back onto their uh, face. Three days after a person dies, what happens is what we said that the stomach bursts and it falls back on the person's face. And it's as if it, it, it's the stomach is saying to the to the person, Here, take back what you put it to be. You stuffed me full of food, take it back. You, you stuffed me up in your lifetime. Uh, yeah. Uh, here, take back what you put into me. Uh, okay. We learn in the now we learn in the Mishnah. We don't close the eyes of the corpse on Shabbos, like we said, because the eyelids are because it's muksa. Below, uh, below, and even during the week, you can't close the eyelids in Mitzvah At the time the person is dying, you're not allowed to close the eyelids. Why? Because you can't touch a person when they're dying. Because any slightest thing could kill them. So you don't do do it. Okay, and we learn If a person closes the eyes of the corpse while he's dying, that person is is kill, is killing the person. We learn We said if a person closes the eyes of the of the corpse while it's dying, that's it's killing the person. It can be compared to a candle that's sputtering that's sputtering out. A person just puts his finger on it, miyad kafsa. It's immediately, it immediately is extinguished. Tanya, we learn. We shimon gamliel omer. I wrote to you. She tells me, "What do you want to do if you want to close the eyes of a corpse? Here's what you can do without touching it. No feach lo yai bechotmo. You can put, you can blow wine into the nostrils. But no say shemen beimisayinov, and you can put uh, um, uh, oil." Uh, between the uh, between the eyelashes, the eyebrows. Between the eyelashes. Thank you. Go to the raglov, and he and then he holds on to the two big toes. And they close by themselves. Amazing. Okay, Tanya, we learn. We're going to see that with the difference between a living person and a dead person. 
Tinuk ben Yomo Chai, a living one day old baby, we'll break the Shabbos in order to save its life. On the other hand, David Melch Yisrael makes, even if David Melch Yisrael, the king of Israel, is dead, you cannot break the Shabbos. In other words, a one day old baby, you can break the Shabbos to keep it alive, and the David Melch Yisrael, the greatest person, is dead, you can't, you can't break the Shabbos to take care of him. Tinuk ben Yom Chai, Shabbos, a one day old baby that's alive, you, you break the Shabbos for him. On Torah, the Torah says, Break one Shabbos for him so, he should, so that he should keep many Shabbosas. David Melch Yisrael makes, even Dov Melch Yisrael, who dies, and we don't break the Shabbos for him, came in Shemesh Adam, because once a person is dead, he's completely nullified from ever doing mitzvahs. What are you going to save him? What are you going to do? Break the Shabbos? He can keep a Shabbos? He's dead. He's never going to keep another Shabbos. This is what Rabbi Yochanan said. Uh, 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 about what it says in the Tehillim, among the, the dead who are free, what are the dead are free? Once a person dies, not the The person is free from all the mitzvahs. Tanya, we learn. Omer, if a, 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 a one day old baby, you'll see how, how different a living creature is than a dead person. Even the animals can tell the difference between a living person and a dead person. He says, a, a one day old uh, a one day old baby, you don't have to guard it from weasels and from and from mice, okay, because they're afraid they know the baby's alive. Melch was a giant, this massive guy. This man, when he's dead, you have to guard it, you have, you'd have to guard the, the corpse and weasels and from weasels from mice. The fear of you, and the, again, the two types of fear of you will be upon, uh, uh, upon all of the animals. What does that mean? Okay, so long as the person is alive, the fear of him is upon the the, uh, the uh, all living things. Once the person dies, nobody's afraid of a human being. Amr Papa Natina, he says, he says, we have we have our tradition is following. A, a lion doesn't attack two people at once. I but we see the lions do attack two people. He says, no, I'll tell you why. There's a special reason why. That's like, that's like the principle of Rambam. Animals only over, only overcome people when the animal they, they, when do they attack when when the person looks to them like an animal. When the person looks like a person, they won't. So the person doesn't dwell in, in glory. And he's ruled over by the animals when he when when he seems like an animal. When a person, in other words, so when the person is attacked by the animals because he he did something wrong, and from the heavens they're making him look like an animal okay and 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 therefore when we see that the lion comes on too it's because they already were being punished that they that the lion saw them as animals and didn't see them as people that's the principle we said really but as long as people look like people the lion won't attack too there's a little bit of a kasha here but what about then why not one okay i reckon you also what then why not one um uh, Rabbi Chedida says it's forbidden to sleep in a house alone. The person sleeps in a house by themselves, Lilius, the bad spirit, uh, gets a hold of him. Tanya, we learn. Rabbi Shimon Elazar Omer, now, you should do charity while there's still somebody around to give it to, and while you still have money, while you're still alive. Uh, that, you, that you can do it. Give charity when, while you still have the money, while, while, while still people, poor people around to give it to, while you still have money, while you're still alive. 
Yeah, Shlomo Amar Bechachmos and Shlomo said in his wisdom, also said his, also Shlomo said his wisdom, all the things we were referring to before. Remember your God when you're still young. Before the evil days come. What is that? Those are the days of old age. And it says, and before the years come when you say, I have no desire in them. These are the days of Yemos Mashiach when there won't be any merit for giving tzedakah nor an obligation for not giving it. Why? It's not going to make a difference because everybody's going to have money. There won't be any poor people. But that price apparently apparently was not accepted because it disagrees with what Shmuel said. The Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said, There's no difference between the reality of this world and the reality of the days of Mashiach. The only difference is going to be that we're, is that we're not going to be under, under, the, under the rule of the other nations. But reality is not going to change. Our normal natural reality is going to be the same in Mashiach as it is today. Today. as it says, because the poor people will never will never uh, cease from the from the land. There's always going to be poor people, even the most Hamashiach. And therefore, it's not true that there won't be any, any merit or, 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 or loss by giving or not giving to You'll have the same challenges. You must be us today. says, A person should always pray to God about poverty. We shouldn't become poor. If he doesn't come to poverty, his, his child will come to poverty. Not his son, then his grandson. Shinamras it says, keep a about Sadaka, it says, big lao, big lao, it's for this thing. So galao means what big means what it means like also gal gal like a wheel. This is a wheel that returns. Eh, and you can never know. A person, maybe sometimes the person himself is up and down, not him, his kid, his grandkid. Poverty is one of those things that comes and goes. It's a, retur- a wheel that returns. It always comes around. Amrabi Yosef, Naktina, and Haitzuman Rabbanan Lamayani. We have a we have a we have a tradition that that uh, uh, that that the Talmud Chacham he doesn't become poor. He was a bit hakachid. You see, Talmud Chacham become poor. How can you say such a thing? He meet him. No, the answer is he meet him in the Miyani. I do a pitchel He means to say what he never, even if he comes poor, but he doesn't come to the place where he has to go begging door to door. Amr Rechia said to his wife, If a poor person comes to the door, quickly give him bread, so that they'll quickly give bread to your, to your, to your son when he needs it. Amr she said to him, what are, you, what are you cursing him? What are you doing? What are you saying such a thing to me for? But you want to say that my son should become poor? Amr said to him, It's written in the Pasuk, Again, the, you, the word Biglau, because of, is really what? We learn that means like it's a wheel that comes back in the world. It always comes around. We learn. We hear. He'll give you mercy, and he'll have, and he'll, he'll have mercy on you, and he will increase you. So what does that mean? He'll, he'll give you mercy. Everybody who is merciful on other people, they have mercy from the heavens. Anybody who doesn't have mercy on other people, they don't have mercy on him from the heavens. Until, until, until now continuing the psukim that we were learning before from Shlomo Melech, we said the following. Until, you know, here, again we said, uh, uh, with all the things we're talking about, old age and death, it said, it said until until before before the the sun and the light darken. What is that referring to? Badachas. That's talking about a person's forehead, which becomes which was which was a light and becomes and becomes uh, 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 becomes all wrinkled, etc. 
okay, by Chotem, and it's talking about the nose, by uh, the nose, by Yareach, uh, and the moon is talking about the soul, the stars are talking about the cheeks, and the, the, talking about the clouds, come back after the, after the rain, okay, that is talking about the, 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 the that is the, uh, that is the vision of a person, which, which becomes dark from the person crying. When a person's old and cries, they lose their eyesight. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, when it comes to tears, any, any moisture he cries out up until 40 years old, Hadra comes back. But when he cries out after 40 years, the moisture doesn't come back. Also, the eye medicine, the eye, the eye uh, salve, the, the eye medicine that they put on the eye, up until the person is 40 years old, it's beneficial for a person's eyes. After 40 years old, even if he even if he even if he sticks it on with a uh, with a, with a stick as thick as the uh, the weaver's stick, even if he puts it on that thick, it will merely maintain the health of the eye, the eyesight. But it's it's only it'll maintain his eyesight, but it's not going to make it better any than it was. Michael what is he teaching us? The comma, the ali mukuchli tfei mali. The bigger, the bigger utensil you use to stick on the eye medicine, the better, uh, the better it is. Rav Chanina shchiva lebarte. Rav Chanina's daughter passed away. Mahavik habachal, and he wasn't crying. Amalei debisu says, why said to him, Tani Golta, afekas mebechas? What did the chicken die? Why, why can't we not crying? It's your daughter. Why aren't you crying? Amalei says, Tati, what should I suffer two times? It's bad enough. He says, Tichla biibra, should I should I suffer twice? One, one that I lost a child, and secondly, blindness. I'm an old man. I, I should, if I cry, I'm going to make I'm going to lose my eyesight. Rachmanis. So Rabbi Yochanan, he said, you know, he said to her that he was an old man. He loses eyesight. So Rabbi Yochanan, Ben He holds like we learned that there are six different types of tears. Shalosh Yafos, three types of tears are good for the eyes. Shalosh and three types of tears are bad for the eyes. Shall Ashan, the tears that come from smoke, Vishal Bechi, or, or, or tears that come from crying, uh, from, from mourning, or from, from misfortune, Vishal Besakise, or crying from the pains in the bathroom, Rose, they're bad for the eyes. Shall Sam, but tears that come from medicine, Vishal Schok, or tears that come from laughter, Vishal Paris, or tears that come, for example, from sharp produce, for example, like, like mustard, Yafos, those things are good for the eyes. And that's the Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.